Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is Will the Circle Be Unbroken? with our reading coming from Genesis chapter 7, starting in verse 1. This week's music is Will the Circle Be Unbroken? And I grabbed this off of YouTube. It's a conglomeration of a whole lot of country and western music stars, Johnny Cash, Earl Scrubs, Ricky Scraggs, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, a whole lot more. Um, and this song will move you. So listen in to the circle, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away will the circle be unbroken by and by Lord by and by there's
I want to preach a message this morning on will the circle be unbroken. I want y'all to listen to it. We're starting the book of Genesis chapter 7. But I want to pray and ask God to be with you that you'll uh, respond to the gospel. Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. We appreciate you. Father, as I preach this message this morning, I'd ask that you might just touch it, breathe upon it, send it to the hearts of the people that listen to it. And we'll thank you for it. We'll give you the honor, glory, and praise. If there's a lost one that they might get saved, if there's a backslidden Christian that they might come back to you, get back into the fold. And we'll thank you for it, oh Lord. Now you bless in Jesus' sweet name. Amen. This is February 24th, Monday morning. This is Brother Jackson. How to preach on with us. Family circle be unbroken. My daughter used to come to church and sing it, so would a circle be unbroken? I'll never forget it when we was down in Pierre Park, Louisiana. My daughter, my father-in-law came down there to visit with us one Sunday, and he was in the services as I preached that Sunday morning. And my daughter got up and sung it. Song. And my father-in-law got up and began to cry and asked me if he could say something. And I said, yes, Mr. H., you could say something. And he spoke. He was glad to be there. He was glad that his family was in church. He was glad that we know Christ as our personal Savior. And he thanked God he was there that morning. And every eye in the house was crying. I don't remember seeing one cry. Of course, what he said, and he brought out, he was happy to be there with his little family. His wife had done passed away and went to heaven. Genesis chapter 7, verse 1 said, The Lord said unto Noah, Come thou in all thy house into the ark, for thee have I. Seem righteous before me in this generation. Underline it to all the house. And all the house. He's wanting his old family to be in there and get saved. Verse 5 says, And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. In verse 6, underline in your Bible, And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. Verse 7 says, And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him to the ark because of the waters of the flood. Verse 15, 16 says, And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the bread of life, breath of life, and they that went in went in, male and female of all flesh, and as God commanded them, the Lord shut him in. Chapter 8, verse 1 said, And God remembered Noah, and every living thing, and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters sailed. And as we read these chapters, we realize that Noah spent many years preparing an ark to save his family so that his family circle would not be broken. He did all this 
in obedience to the direct word of God. When he came out of the ark, he sure was proud that he made preparations to keep his family from being drowned with all the rest of the world. He did this by believing God and leading his family to believe God. Let's picture a family that has all the children married and moved away from home. Then Christmas time comes and everyone comes home for a family reunion. It, it really is great when everyone is gathered around the old supper table unbroken. Will your family circle be unbroken when you get to heaven for that great homecoming supper there? Number one, who is primarily responsible for the family's welfare? Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says God made the man responsible for the physical and spiritual welfare of the family. God created the man first and told him that he must earn his bread by the sweat of his brow. Genesis 2, 3 to 19. He told Noah to cut his family into the, to get his family to the heart. God made him husband, head of the wife. God committed this his program of the world to men, the prophets, judges, kings, the Old Testament, and the twelve under Jesus. What do you think of a man who will not provide for his family physically? But if any provide not for his own, especially for the those of his own house, he has denied the faith, and it's worse than an infidel. First Timothy five eight, infidels don't believe in God. What about the spiritual welfare of his family? If he fails to lead his family, the wife should take over rather than let the children go to hell. If the parents refuse, then let the little children should. The little children should lead for God. He said, the little child shall lead them. Second, what counts with the family at death? A great name, love, long life, Riches or great works doesn't count. The pretty saying on the tombstone don't count. The funeral messages don't count. What comforts the friends have to give don't help much. The thing that really matters is, is this loved one with Christ to die up or any of this loved one come to know Christ. The one thing for certain is that it's too late to do that. Loved ones in good spirit, spiritually, after he's dead. Every member of the family should set other members at ease concerning their relationship with the Lord. You should assure your children of your salvation. If you have been saved, and children should give the parents the same assurance. Your personal testimony in life will mean more at your death. Deuteronomy 14, 2. Is the family circle broken now? The third thing. Is the father and mother saved? Were those who have gone on saved? Are the children who have married and moved away saved? Are the in-laws saved? Are the children at home saved? Does this baby have a good home to lead him to be Saved. Is the family circle complete in the Lord now? Is the family circle 
broken. And I won't tell you this, that's a sad situation in our country today that we see that families are torn up so bad. I've never seen anything like it. There's a lot of family circles broken. I see a messed up family. No young man tried to kill himself last week. This week he's back home shacked up with another girl. And he's married. He's sleeping with another woman. And he's drunk again. He's an alcoholic. Can't help himself. He's got to drink. Don't realize that if he died in that condition he's in right now, he'll die and go to hell. I seen him in church here a while back on a Sunday night, and I talked to him for a few minutes. And I said, well, you ain't saved. The way you living is not right. You're living with your ex-wife, sleeping with, sleep with another woman, and sleeping with your wife. I can't understand you. I said, if you died right now, you'd go to hell. He said, yeah, I would. I'm not saved. I said, mother, you need to get saved. And you need to get saved now before you die and go to hell. It's just a stupidity if you die and go to hell, if you don't have to. But I'm here to say, brother and sister in Christ, he still don't know Jesus Christ as his personal savior. If that man was to die right now, he'd die and go to hell. His mama was blind, and his mama was in church Sunday morning, but he wasn't there. And I feel sorry. I feel sorry for people like that. The family circle is unbroken. When they die and go to hell, some of the family's going to be with him, and it's going to be a sad day. I'm gonna tell you, you ain't got no friends in hell. You can be what you want. I'm gonna tell you that right now. That you need to get, you need to get saved. Don't let this message get away from you. Listen to it again and again until you respond to it. And if you got some wife that's not saved, or husband not saved, try to get them saved. If you got some children that's not saved, try to get them saved. Because it's gonna be hot in hell. And they're gonna be, they're gonna hate your guts all through eternity. If you let them die and go to hell, whether they like it or not, they need to get saved and believe on Jesus Christ. And if you listen to this message and don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I'd ask you to bow your head right now. Open your heart and ask Jesus to forgive you your sins and ask Him to come in your heart and save you. If you're a backslidden Christian and you're not living for Jesus right now, I'd ask you to bow your head and ask Jesus to forgive you and get back into the fold and get close to Jesus again. We get away from Jesus and we mess up every time. And I pray, God, that you speak to somebody's heart this message. We family circle be unbroken and let them remember it. In Jesus' sweet name we ask this. Amen and amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.